So welcome, Anne-Marie Lurie, to Calgary Living Podcast. We're so excited to have you here this morning with us, being the chief economist for the Calgary Real Estate Board and probably most of Alberta. You are the crystal ball to the housing market in Calgary. So welcome. Thank you. you. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Excellent. So let's just um, give me a little bit of background, how this all builds up, what people need to know about the Calgary market, because I know you send out every month the update, the statistics, and you have historical files going back in time. I don't even know where to start, but give us a, a, a little bit of a big picture. How does the Calgary housing market look today? Um, well, we've seen some very interesting trends, especially given how COVID has played out and, and how it has had no impact on the housing market. In fact, housing has done really well. <laughs> um, so it's been a bit of a surprise given the fact um, when we look at some of the economic conditions, what's happened. But what we're seeing in Calgary is just the demand for homes have been so strong and the supply just hasn't been there. Um, and and I'll and I'll clarify. It's been mostly driven by the detached sector. We are seeing it in some of the higher density stuff, not necessarily apartment condos. That's a different story. Mm-hmm. But what we're seeing is just supply can't keep pace. Um, and as soon as supply comes on, then we see that those sales are they they quickly take off the sales. So so what we're seeing is that because of that um, and that lack of supply, we're seeing prices that are you know rising. They're they're continuing to rise. Now this past month, we are seeing some stabilization. Um, of prices, but they're still, um, you know, over on the detached side, over 9% higher than they were last year. Um, So, you know, in Calgary, another thing I want to note is a little different is that, you know, we were more a story of recovery. Um, Like our market has struggled, as we know, since the energy crisis that happened back in, oh, I don't know, 2015. (laughs) Um, So so we've had struggles up until then, but we're finally seeing because of these tight conditions, that prices have back, have really recovered from where they were um, back in 2014. So nice, nice. So um, it sounds like we're moving towards a little bit of a balance. Do you think we're starting? Well, the conditions are still tighter than um, I, I think that you know we traditionally see at this time of year. So, um, but at least prices are starting to stabilize for the moment. Um, I do expect that we'll see much more balanced conditions. And, and I mean, think the one thing to think about is because we didn't have a lot of supply, especially during the spring market. So we're not as tight as we were in the spring. Spring, we really had very little supply for the demand. Um, and I think what we're seeing is some of that demand is filtering through into the fall um, because people who just couldn't get into the market back in the, in the spring are really now entering in the market now. So now they're having more options. Um, Because it's not as tight as it was, but we're still, I would say, not quite at that balance level. Not quite yet. Not quite yet. Yeah. And I know Calgary has so many different types of products. Location of the housing really makes a a big difference. So um, maybe maybe just touch base on how the different quadrants differ, because there seem to be a little microeconomics going on in the, the city of Calgary, depending on which sector you're living in. Yes, absolutely. Location is a big difference. So what we're seeing, um, and it's been kind of interesting, is that um, a lot of the tighter conditions are happening on almost the outskirts, Um, not just of the city, like the tightest conditions are actually outside of the city. So if we look at markets like Airdrie, Cochrane, Okotoks, those are the tightest out of all of them. But then if we look in a bit, um, like the city center is an area that... um, 
you know, while it has been tighter and things have been improving, not to the same level as what we're seeing in the north or in the south or in the west end or even in the east end. So it's been interesting that, you know, a lot of the, um, the tighter conditions and some of the stronger price growth has actually happened outside of the city centre. Um, outside of the core. So, and this could be a reflection of, well, one, obviously prices, prices tend to be a bit higher in the city center. Um, and it also could be a reflection of that, you know, are people looking for more space? Um, and, and this is going to be an interesting sort of debate following, you know, when things get back to normal is have people been shifting out, looking for detached homes with more of a yard or, or you know, just generally you know, larger homes or things like that. So, Right. No, exactly. And that's fascinating because the city, the way it's uh, laid out, the city of Calgary, and then having your offshoots, you know, uh, I think they used to call them bedroom communities, right? But maybe people, do you think they're looking for more of a, a small town lifestyle, working at home, just a little bit more holistic feeling versus the city life? And if you don't have to commute and you can work at home and you're children can go to a smaller school and maybe even walk to school, right? Because that is an appeal to a lot of young families. Absolutely. I think there is a lifestyle component to it as well. Um, and, and, you know, and generally when we look at, you know, especially some of these surrounding areas, um, typically their homes are slightly larger than what you would get in Calgary. They have a bigger lot size. So I, I do think that that's something that is influencing families' decisions um, on where to go. And again, if you're not so concerned about commuting, so if, you know, and again, this is what will be interesting on a longer-term basis is will um, this concept of, you know, only being in the office, let's say two days a week or something like that, um, you know, that all of a sudden that drive time isn't as much of an issue for people. So I think that this is something that is kind of reflected in the numbers that we're seeing. Now, whether that continues um, really will depend on, you know, if this is a more of a permanent shift towards more flexibility and um, that's yet to be seen. We'll see how companies kind of move forward with that. Right. Yeah. And I mean, even builders, you know, uh, it'll be interesting to see the new city council, what the come, come, come up with, because uh, builders have been begging to, expand in Calgary. And I know it's difficult to keep control of those statistics on how the new builds affect everything. But of course, everyone wants something shiny and new and sparkly. And, you know, um, so are you able to to dig in on, on that impact? Is the new building happening outside I, more or what? Uh, they've been a bit slow to react. So and it, it's really, um, you know, usually builders are, are on this quite quickly. So we usually see that the start now we have seen improvements in starts activity even in areas outside of the city um, even within the city and, and some of it has been detached homes um, because what we had seen really over the past several years is that most of the new home construction um, has been more on that higher density sort of product now mm. um, so so which is another reason why the resale apartment condo sector is really a very different story than the rest of the market. <laughs> Um, so, but we are seeing, we did start to see some improvements in starts on the, the detached front from new homes. Um, I know there's a lot of work going on with a lot of different communities, um, and even on the outskirts, um, you know, but again, still a lot of their share of their starts is on that multifamily side, um, which in part is, 
you know, by design. I mean, the city does have certain requirements over, um, especially in Calgary, over density and, and mixed uses in new communities. But um, it, it'll be interesting to see if they continue moving forward and, and, and what a new council could do in terms of, um, you know, what do those products look like? I mean, we know that most of the demand in the market right now has been driven by detached homes. Yes. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So no, that that's absolutely true. And I mean, me personally, I'm I'm looking at you know the aging baby boomer market because right now what I'm seeing being built is for mostly first time home buyers or you know people who need more affordable homes, say under five six hundred thousand. But what about the baby boomers? They need a patio home. They need no stairs. They need a bungalow, and that is very difficult to find. Is that mm -hmm. something you see um, in, as, as the population ages, uh, the demand changing or because Calgary's average age is, was it, is it still at age 35 or something? It's not really a variable? Well, we're still pretty young. Yeah. So, so we do have a very young population. And I think, um, you know, what will, if, well, and I mean, the challenges with building that product, um, if it's new, is it's land costs, right? I mean, you know, and the space, and if you've noticed over the years, especially on the building side, the lots keep getting smaller and smaller and smaller so that they can get more in, right? So so I, I think it's gonna be a bit of a challenge um, to be able to build that product, um, at least in a, in a relatively more affordable way. Um, now, will people shift preferences? We'll see. I, I mean, I think, um, you know, oftentimes when they talk about people and, and baby boomers and what they're gonna do, um, if there isn't a viable option, the question becomes, do they stay in their existing home? Um, so I think this will be something that'll be interesting as we move forward. And especially if there's other changes in healthcare as well. Um, there's been a lot of discussion over, you know, will government start funding more of, you know, uh, at home care and things like that. And that can also influence how people move as we move forward. Um, and, and I mean, some of the challenges with condos, because I mean, the, the idea was that condos should be able to meet that demand, <laughs> um, but we're not necessarily seeing a real big pickup. And I don't know if that's just demographics because um, we're a younger population. Um, and I think that still is to be seen where they're going to go. Um, I, I do think building some of that product will be a bit of a challenge, um, at least at a, at a well, at prices that maybe some of the, some people want to move into. So. Right. And that comes down to affordability because condo living, you do have to add in a lot of variables besides just the cost of the condo and the condo fees, et cetera, et cetera. So that, that is a whole other pickle to yeah. <laughs> discuss. <laughs> yes. So the year over year statistics, the comparison to uh, say 2005 height of the market, I mean, very, very impressive. And, and you did mention earlier, you don't think that is really COVID related, but seriously, we went from being in, in a cocoon in our homes uh, like a year and a half ago to almost being back to normal. Um, so do you think that COVID had the opposite effect then? It's, it's, it's making people want to get into the market more because they know they're going to be working from home or I, I'm just, I feel like there's got to be something to it. Because there absolutely is. I, I think what we're seeing, so there's a couple things to note about what COVID did. Because everybody was at home, um, and frankly, they weren't spending on other items. So we mm -hmm. didn't see spending on travel. 
We didn't see spending on recreation and, and various things because they couldn't. Um, so it's interesting when you look at stats and I mean, we don't have anything specific for Calgary, but nationally, um, the savings rates have gone up um, so much. I mean, people were just saving more money. Um, and I think what we are seeing is some of those savings are really being put into housing. Um, and, and I think another aspect of people being home is they also really did some assessment of <laughs> their living conditions. And I think when you're home, especially if you're stuck with children and everybody and you're all trying to work from home, that could really hurry up that decision into, you know, having a house that might fit your needs better. So I, and, and I mean, for those that were not impacted, um, you know, through the shutdowns, um, they could have found themselves with more savings. Um, and on top of it all, don't forget the rates are so low right now. Um, you know, I, I can think back to, you know, that 2007 period where, you know, it was like amazing if you could get 199. Well, mm -hmm. they're way below those levels, right? The discounted rates on the market are, are very, they, they're encouraging activity as well. And I mean, that's what they're designed to do. Um, and I think a lot of people are taking advantage of that and finding now that there is more opportunity to even move up in the market where they might not have been able to do that before. Right, because the cost of money is is <laughs> is quite affordable for for literally everyone, and mm -hmm. the I guess the caveat is always the the down payment. Do you have the down payment? But it sounds like people have been saving money, and, and things will domino. I mean, this is going to have a compounding effect on the future. Absolutely, I, I think it's um you know really that that them not spending on things like travel and. Um, that inability to, you know, go away, <laughs> um, and 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 all of those other all of those spendings like restaurants and all that stuff that people generally spend on, um, I think that really did um, contribute significantly to boosting people's savings, um, making it potentially easier for them to save up enough to get a down payment to get into a home, and you know, keep in mind Calgary is still relatively affordable. We're not. Um, we're not Toronto, we're not Vancouver. Um, you know, we do have a lot of supply option. Um, it's a lot less in the lower price ranges now than it used to be for sure. Um, but there still is choices. I mean, um, you can get a detached home in the 500,000 range. I mean, that's, that's not, I don't think even possible in some of those other markets. So. Right, right. Well, you already talked about a key indicator being the, the mortgage rates for uh, what consumers should really keep uh, a watch for and uh, take advantage of if they personally can. But um, what, what else What else is going to be an indicator? Is it immigration? Is it businesses moving to Calgary? What, what should we be watching for? Um, well, first, we do have to watch those population and migration numbers. Um, you know, we have been a bit of a disconnect. Like we've seen migration numbers be clearly, uh, relatively weak throughout the pandemic. Um, now that's impacted rental more so on the on the first basis, but we need to have that population growth when we think about more longer term growth and, and what our housing market looks like. So one of those things that I'll be looking for is, are we starting to see people come back? Um, are we starting to see population growth improve? Um, again, now, you know, again, our, our young population has helped us with the population growth factor, but um, we still have to watch those migrant numbers and see what happens there. Because um, that really impacts the overall you know, demand for housing. So that's one of the key factors I'm looking for. Another thing I'll be looking at is employment. Um, you know, our employment numbers have actually, especially in Calgary, have actually done fairly well. Um, we've rebounded more so than other parts of the province. 
Um, and we've seen growth in you know some of the higher paid industries, which is nice. Um, because again, that does point to some of that stronger demand moving forward on housing. So, uh, you know, and we haven't seen that for some time. So it has been a nice shift to see that happen. And I think one thing I'll be looking for as we move forward is, are we going to continue to see that employment growth? Are businesses coming to Calgary? I, I, you know, I'm always being accused of being a little bit pessimistic, but um, <laughs> in, in general, I, I look at it and I think that there is a lot of opportunity for Calgary because of, um, our relative affordability. And um, I think we are starting to see some improvements, even with businesses locating here, um, you know, as there are a lot of opportunities here for people um, who can easily actually find a home to live in. So that helps. Um, so that's one of those things that can, you know, come to play when it attracts people to our market. So what I want to look for moving forward is, are we going to continue to see employment growth and what type of employment growth? Um, I, I was very um, happy to see that we were having growth in our professional and technical services. Um, and I don't think all of that, like we don't get breakdowns, but I don't think all of that's just driven from the energy sector that does point to potentially growth in other areas as well. So those are good signs to look for. Um, and I am encouraged by what I'm seeing in the employment numbers, where we're seeing growth tends to be in higher paid industries, um, which is good news in terms of when we think about the long-term viability of our housing market moving forward. Right. No, exactly. And again, you know, attracting businesses to Calgary has always been very, very important, especially because the energy sector is volatile and we are seeing, at least when you're paying at the pump, the the impact uh, at the end of the day that, that that energy sector has seen a lot of growth it almost seems like all of a sudden, but of course it hasn't been overnight. The technology sector, I mean, this city should be a hub of technology because, you know, you mentioned Toronto, Vancouver, even, you know, down south, Seattle, California, wherever you are in North America, you know, the lifestyle in Calgary, I think people underrate it. And do you think that maybe if we could promote this beautiful lifestyle, the proximity of the Rocky Mountains in our backyard, and and just you know the vibe in Calgary with its like little village atmosphere and different sections of the city, regardless of which section of the city you're in, is really quite intriguing. So the the petroleum sector seems to drive everything, and it and it's and it's increasing now. So do you think that'll then overflow with? other people being attracted to Calgary because of the amazing lifestyle it provides? Um, I think it definitely is a factor for sure. Um, I, I mean, I think, you know, for businesses, they also need to consider what is their cost of operation in Calgary um, versus other cities. So that's, that always comes at play. I mean, I mean um, you know, what are the taxes in the area and, and how does it relate to other places? Like, can they be more profitable in Calgary versus in other locations? So for businesses to locate, that will always be a factor as well. And as, and as well as the ability to attract talent. Um, one thing that Calgary does have is that we do have a very well-educated labor force. <laughs> um, and that really does um, sit well when we think about, um, you know, growth in areas like technology. And, and let's and let's be honest, like the energy sector is not going anywhere. Um, it is our major sector, but there's also potentially a lot of opportunity even within the energy sector. Um, you know, a lot of these companies um, 
you know, we talk about the movement of, of green energy and things like that. A lot of these companies could potentially just expand into that as well. So it's not to say that they're doing them in isolation. I think that is an area of growth, even within the energy sector. Um, and that's been some pressure put on them by just even investors in general, um, you know, moving to the net zero aspect. So, so is there opportunity to take that educated workforce and expand as well within the province? And I think there is a lot of opportunity on that in Calgary. Um, and yes, we do have a good lifestyle here. I mean, I, I might be biased because I'm from Calgary, so <laughs> I, 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 but I, but I've never seen a reason to leave. I mean, yeah, our winters are not great, and you know, but at the same time, um, it's not as bad as in the east, if you ask me. <laughs> I mean, we have it's a dry winter; it's totally different. So I think there's a lot of things that we have um, that when people do come here, that that see a lot of positives um, in terms of living in this city. Um, I look at it and go, I've never seen a reason to leave myself. Um, just because there is so much here, um, it's much more affordable, and it's it's a great place if you've got a young family and and you can actually buy a detached house and raise them in a detached home. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I see a lot of advantages in that, and I also think that there is a lot of opportunity in terms of um, employment growth in the future as well. Um, we do know generally people come to Calgary um, if there are job opportunities, um, and that's. Um, that is still going to be one of the main factors. I mean, people need to have an income <laughs> to, to grow and, and work, right? So I think that's one thing that will continue to bring people here. Um, I do see some positives on the growth on that side. Um, and again, that promotion of, you know, the city is, um, does offer a really nice balance of things that you can do. There's, there's activities in the summer, there's activities in the winter. Um, so appealing to that lifestyle, um, is, is something that I think um, a lot of our like economic development and groups like that that are really spending a lot of time focusing um, and promoting some of the lifestyle um, options that you have in our city. So, yeah, no, you're absolutely right, and and uh, it's it's interesting because Calgarians are very loyal to the city, and they're actually very loyal to the area that they live in for some reason. It's, it's <laughs> yes, they are. Work, right. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> Are you from the south or are you from the north? Because right? there seems to be a difference. <laughs> I know, I know. And, you know, I was, I was also born in Calgary, but I've lived in Toronto. I've lived in Vancouver. I've lived in the United States. I've traveled extensively. And I'm going to say out loud, Toronto and Vancouver winters are worse than Calgary winters. Yeah. <laughs> in Vancouver, it rained like 80 days in a row. And I'm like, what? Where's the sun? And then in Toronto, it's like... Um, there's an inch of ice on my windshield. <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> so it's and maybe it's a secret we should be keeping. I don't know. I don't know. It's all good. It's all good. But, okay. So, what Anne Marie are your bold predictions for the Calgary housing market moving forward into 2022? Uh, you know, I I know it's hard to predict uh, people. I mean, people are predictable, but with all these other variables going on, economics, the COVID, market conditions, just overall, I mean, are, are condos like gone? Are we no longer going to see apartments being built? Is it all going to be detached? Is it going like what, what's yeah. what's happening in the in in your crystal ball future? Um, well, I think there's some. First of all, I think when we look at our housing market, I think we've finally seen a lot more stability in it. Um, we're seeing, I, and I think that demand 
um, will likely continue into next year, but not necessarily at the same pace. I mean, we have had um, record high levels this year in terms of sales activity. So I do think that, you know, we might come off of those record high levels, um, at least until we can see more migration come in and, and more of an alignment with fundamentals. Um, but that being said, um, I, I do think that we're not going back to what we kind of had pre-COVID, which, um, you know, I, I just don't think we're there. So we're, we're in a stronger market than what we have been for some time. And I think we will continue to see some growth in prices, maybe not at the same pace that we've seen this year, because that was a, a fairly strong increase this year. So we should see prices start to stable and, and level off a bit. Um, but I, and I think we're going to start to see supply start to react. So we're going to start to see more supply coming on the market. Now, when we look at condos, um, I have always been surprised by how much new condo construction there's been. Um, and, and it continues this year. So we've seen actually a pickup in, in condo construction in the city. Um, now, when we think about that impact, um, you know, it's one of those sectors that I think that prices are still going to struggle. I mean, we still haven't recovered on condo prices. Um, on the resale side, we're still, you know, around 14% lower than what we were. Um, and I think with the new, the, the competition that's coming from the, the new home side will make it really difficult um, to see a lot of gain in condo prices. So I think that's a market that, you know, at least we've started to, we didn't see declines this year. Um, so that's a change because I mean, we had five consecutive years of declining condo prices. So to see them level off was a a nice change for that market, but um, it's just the, it hasn't been as tight on supplies. So that is a very different market for us to really see a substantial change in that condo sector. We need to see the migrants coming back and, and in a fairly strong way. So that's, that's, that's going to be something that's going to be important when we think about condos in the future. Um, so we're not quite there yet on the condo market. I think um, as there is less supply, in some of the lower end um, of detached, lower end prices of detached and, and even in the, the, the semis and the rows, um, that can help bolster some of the apartment condos, especially the more affordable um, apartment condos, but it's gonna take some time. So I, I'm not expecting a turnaround in that market quite yet. Um, we, need to see our, we need to see migrants come back first. Okay. Um, so that, that, that's not quite there just yet. Now, um, at the same time, I think we are going to continue to see improvements in the other property types, though. No, that's fantastic because, you know, as you mentioned earlier in 2015, the height, height of the market, the prices still aren't there. It's not like they're at a point where if you bought a house in 2015, you are going to make money on it. But like anything in economics, it's all the timing and it's all depends on where you are in, in your life, right? And if Calgary maintains a, a young market, um, the affordable housing is in condos, row housing, semi-detached housing. Um, but in the big picture, if we're trying to attract companies, if we're trying to attack corporations that move their entire sales force here and their workforce here, detached is basically going to be the ruler of the game. Is that, do you think that's correct? 
Well, I think detached always does tend to be a preference. Um, I think it's more a matter of affordability will drive if people can buy detached homes. And I think one of, you know, one of the factors for Calgary is that, and, and in our surrounding areas, is that there is a lot of affordable detached homes, um, depending on your location. And it's not like places like Cochrane or, you know, Airdrie are really all that far out. It's not like you're facing a two-hour commute, even if you are commuting every day, <laughs> which some people aren't. So, so I think that is something that, you know, again, is is one of the, the differences in Calgary is that you can still get into a detached home. I mean, it still is over 70% of our market. Um, you know, whereas, you know, the larger your city gets, um, you know, some of the larger cities, you don't necessarily see that same split because you have to fit more people into the same geographic location. So um, that is one advantage that Calgary has is that detached sector. But again, um, and, and what it does is it ripples into the other sectors because now you've got condos that you're able to get that are far more affordable. Um, so it helps even with those, those entry level people who want to get into home ownership. They actually can buy something in for under 200,000. Like that's just not really heard of in a lot of other major centers. So I think that is something that continues to play in our favor in terms of, um, you know, Calgary's advantage is that, you know, while you might not be able to get a detached home in that price range, um, you still have a lot of other product options as well, if you still wanna get in the housing market. And then if you flip that on for an investor as well, um, does that offer another opportunity for them to purchase, you know, something in those lower ranges? And what does that look like with rental markets as well? Um, now that's a different assessment, but for, for some people, that also is something that could be an option for them, especially if they think about moving forward. So. Well, fantastic. I love your bold predictions and you're not a pessimist. I think you, <laughs> I think you're a realist, you know, it's, it's, there's so many different variables and it must be really difficult just to tell people, you know, people like, oh, it's a buyer's market, it's a seller's market, it's balanced. It's, it's almost like these, all these little markets everywhere in Calgary and the surrounding areas are so, so different. So people really have to inform themselves. So I appreciate your time today. It's very timely, you know, the last quarter of, of the year and uh, people are still making a move. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. mm -hmm. Well, thank you again, Emery. Anything else you wanted to add on that we, we haven't touched base on that, that people should really keep in the back of their minds when they're looking to make purchase that's the biggest purchase of their lives yeah i i'd have to say they really um you know again what we're saying it's really important because when we talk about numbers we're always talking about the citywide numbers so it's really important to consider your location as well as your price range um because there can be differences depending on your price point as well i mean um we have seen improvements in all price ranges um this year so even in the upper ends um we're finally seeing transactions in the upper end as well um, but it is different market conditions it, depending on your price range and your location. So I think with, um, you know, anybody who's transacting in this market, it's important to look at those details because sometimes the citywide numbers don't necessarily reflect um, what is happening in that, that local niche market. So. Fantastic. Well, thank you mm -hmm. so much for your precious time today. I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, so if people want to contact you, what is the best way to, to you know, 
help help others? Like, should they check on the CREB website? Like, what is what is the best way? Absolutely. There's a lot of information on our um, on CREB.com where they get, we have some stats on there, even to a community level, maybe not the full history. Um, you know, you want a full history. That's where we say, well, you know, contact a realtor because, <laughs> um, you know, they have all that detailed information. But we do have a lot of at least a, a starting point um, for people who are looking for some general information. We do release monthly stats. Um, that are, you know, more citywide and a little bit broader, obviously not to the community, but you can get a lot of that information on our CREB website as a good starting place to start your research, so. Okay, perfect. Well, all thank right. you again, and uh, it's a beautiful sunny day in Calgary, so. As always. <laughs> as always. <laughs> yes. <laughs> as always, I know, sunniest yeah. place in Canada. We should be, I don't know, have solar fields or something, I don't know. <laughs> We are in a good position to do so in Alberta in general. Yeah. <laughs> so solar, wind, all opportunities in Alberta. So just depending Excellent. on where. So. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Oh. All right. Well, thanks again and have a great day. Thank you. You too. Okay. Bye. Bye.